Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with our ourselves as well as with others with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we actually just dropped a thought piece this past Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time you post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And today our topic of discussion is mental health. And on the topic of mental health, we're going to be talking about the correlation of touch and mental health and our well-being. I think this is an important conversation because a lot of us don't really think about the significance of touch, the importance of touch and some of the boundaries that sometimes we need to put in place when it comes to touch in and of itself. And it's important that when we talk about touch, the ability to connect with each other on a physical level, we don't automatically just think sexual. And I think that this is an important caveat to have right out of the gate as we embark in this conversation because in North America, we very seldom touch. We don't. And for me, I didn't realize until <laughs> much later in my life when I started traveling and really connecting with people from different cultures, just how much touch was infused in cultures around the world. But here's the thing, when you grow up in an environment where touch is really just not the norm, you're much more sensitive to people coming into your personal space and touching you. And again, this could be a friendly touch, a platonic touch, a professional touch. All of it really is much more charged when you're not 
used to being touched. And so for me as well, given my own physiological orientation, the fact that I'm highly sensitive to pretty much everything and anything, this includes touch. But it also means that I have things that I can share with you that if you develop the mindfulness, the awareness, and the intention, there are signals and cues that you can pick up with the power of touch in and of itself. So I really wanted to first focus on this conversation, focus on personal touch, so focus on the power that our touch has to connect, to heal, to soothe, and calm ourselves down. And I think the second part, this is going to be a two-part series, and I'm not sure if I mentioned that, but the second part will be really on how we leverage touch to navigate in different social spaces around us. So let's quickly jump into it. So I'm someone who really recognizes the power of touch and self-soothing. So I think a lot of us, when we think about touch and how our touch is significant, we always think about touch to the external, like touch to the outside world and how that helps us. And sometimes we don't even think about it. It's just sort of this natural inclination to like reach out and to touch other people. And I am someone like my touch is very important to me. I realize there's a lot of energy that gets transferred with touch when you're not intentional about touching others or even in the way that you're touching uh, and holding onto yourself. And again, like this isn't in a sexual way. This is just really just honing in on our ability to connect to our Delta, right? And just recognize that in all that we do and all that we say and all that we are, we are three parts in one. We are our mental selves, the mental lives that we interact with in a meta sort of capacity. We are our physical selves and we are also our spiritual selves. And I think that the one way that that all comes together is with touch. It's like this way that we connect externally and also internally. It's the way that we can soothe ourselves and it's the way that we can also bring comfort to the people around us. So let's talk about it just a little bit. So I wanna talk a little bit about healthy touch. My body, as much as I am adverse or very reluctant to allow other people in my personal space, I also recognize that personal space is relative and cultural. So because I grew up in Canada, and more than that, I grew up in rural areas, my sense of personal space is very large, actually. So in Canada, personal space is an arm's length on both sides. So essentially, since I was a child, I was taught that personal space, like commanding clearance of my personal space was really me being able to control the people who are within an arm's length distance of my space. Little to my knowledge, I didn't realize that this was really just very cultural. So like in North America, if someone's within arm's length and I'm like, hey, personal space, they immediately know to take a couple of steps back, right? But when you're in an environment like any part of Europe where personal space just just not translate that same way. No one really hesitates or has an issue when you're like this close to them, like this close is maybe, maybe breaching personal space, but they don't really have that invisible layer of personal space that kind of lays into the way that they are navigating in the world around them and even more like there's a lot of touching that takes place right i had to develop an entire system of beliefs because i didn't really have it built in because in canada like people just didn't touch you and if you were to touch someone like you were like hugging a friend hugging a family member touching anyone it was really just very very brief and only when there was a lot of time between interactions like i'm not hugging my friend 
times every time I'm seeing them, but if I haven't seen them in a while, then yeah, maybe that justifies a hug, but maybe it doesn't, right? And I just don't think a whole heck of a lot about it. And because me, even as a child, I was very adverse to touch, and I really just had no threshold for cultural touch. Like I culturally, like my parents are of Caribbean descent, so there's lots of kissing in both cheeks, and I was just not having it. So they didn't force me to do it because it was an entire ordeal. So I've always had this sense of just people respecting my personal space. And as an adult, I had to think about, well, if I'm looking to assimilate to a certain extent, if I'm looking to build connections, then I need to be culturally open to how touch translates in different cultures. And the surprising thing about that conversation with myself was that I recognized just how important touch actually was to me. And I recognize that I pull a lot of meaning from touch because touch for me is very rare. So because it's rare, there isn't anything that happens involving my personal space that I don't pick up very strong signals on. All of that said, that's more in part two. In part one, I want to just talk about some of the ways that we have lost sight of the importance of touch to our bodies, how our bodies crave our own touch. And we talked a lot about in the pandemic, how we crave touch from other people. But I didn't really hear a whole lot of conversations around like the power of healing in our own touch. And so for me, I think that there's a lot of power in our tummy touches, right? So I wanted to talk a little bit about the power of kind of holding yourself together. And it is the case that you feel emotional by just steadying your frame, your tummy touch. So as we delve into this topic of personal touch and different touches that self-soothe and that bring you back to center, I want to talk about some of the touches that have a lot of importance to me and some of the parts of my body that needs to be touched when it is the case that I'm looking to emotionally regulate and self-soothe. A lot of us just do this by talking ourselves through it or by kind of pushing through a lot of emotional turmoil without really knowing how to comfort ourselves. So I'm going to talk about different ways of touching that is comforting. So let's just jump into it. So the first one is a lot of what we do intuitively when it is the case where we're experiencing a lot of emotional pain and a lot of disruption as we go into the fetal position. So we're laying down, we're kind of like <laughs> in the fetal position. We all know what it is, but for those of us who don't, it's really when we lay down and like every part of our body is essentially touching in the fetal position. But what we don't realize is that a lot of yogic practices and a lot of, you know, just talking about being connected to yourself, to your delta, like aligning and recentering involves actually this fetal position. And we don't realize that this actually, this position is a position to self-soothe. That's what I want to talk about. And it's actually called the cosmic egg. And when it is the case that you are emotional and you want to soothe yourself and you're not you know, someone who typically will go in the fetal position. This is the position that I want to talk about that helps you self-soothe, that helps you self-regulate, and it helps you communicate self-love to yourself in those moments where you're kind of dealing with different emotional levels of upheaval. So essentially, you want to bring your feet in, you want to hug yourself. And this is what we call the cosmic egg in yogic practices. But for the most of us, it's going into the fetal position, right? And this is the way that we bring ourselves comfort, and we help ourselves to regulate when there's no one else around. And I think that it's important that we recognize that we can derive comfort from ourselves. We don't need other people around to be comforted. And in fact, I think it's important and very empowering to learn different ways of comforting ourselves. And the cosmic egg, I think, is an important 
position to be in, even when we're not in emotional distress, right? I think we need to introduce personal touch as a way of reminding ourselves of our self-love and as a way of like just kind of recentering without it being more than that, right? Without it being sexual or anything else. Like I think physical touch is something that we demonize quite a bit in North America. And I don't know like physical touch, like with the way that we are intentional and the way that we touch ourselves, it's just not something that's broadly communicated. It's not something that we educate a whole heck of a lot on. And we're reconnecting with ourselves and reconnecting with ourselves can involve just like having a moment to yourself in the cosmic egg and finding comfort. And the cosmic egg can look different for different people. It doesn't always need to look the same way. I think depending on your size and you know, different things like the cosmic, it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but finding a way to just bring yourself together, get that self-love in. And another area of my body when I need to regulate or when it is I'm looking to calm down or if I'm just looking to reconnect with myself is my diaphragm, my center. And so a lot of the times during the day when I'm thinking, when I'm trying to figure out what I wanna do next, when I am emotional, even when I'm not emotional, sometimes when I'm just like back to neutral, you'll find me touching my stomach. And and I think that this is one of the most comforting touches in the world. I absolutely love touching my diaphragm. I absolutely love touching my stomach and it really calms me. And not just calms me down, it's just a very calming, reassuring touch, right? And this is something that I do when I'm not in any kind of emotional distress or I'm not in physical pain. I just like to recenter by touching my tummy. But it's important for those of you who aren't used to kind of just centering yourself, just self-soothing. You think about the intentions or the thoughts that you're having, what it is that you're connecting back with yourself. And so when I'm touching my tummy, I am saying lots of positive, healthy things to myself. When it is the case that I find okay, like I'm really emotional right now, I need to self-regulate, and I decide to touch my tummy, whether I'm laying down or sitting up, I am not invalidating my experience by saying, hey, it's all okay, it's going to be okay, because in that moment, that's not what I'm feeling. But as I'm touching my stomach and as I'm deepening my breaths and breathing into my diaphragm and really finding myself back to center, I am letting myself will get through this. The pain is not apart from me. It might be that my physical being that's in pain or it might be my emotional being that's in pain, but in touching my center, I feel like I'm connecting to all three parts of myself. And I'm just breathing in the intention of pushing through, of strength, of resilience, of willpower, of just going to get through this. When it is the case that you need to self-soothe, and I think self-soothing is really important, but I think self-soothing isn't just about like, again, emotional upheaval. I think we need reassurance throughout the day. We need those reassuring touches throughout the day. If we don't need other people to give them to us, we can give them to ourselves. So a lot of the time when I am touching my tummy, it's just about recentering. It's a really great, easy way to recalibrate, to recenter, and to just feel aligned and to feel grounded. And just to have that reassurance that, hey, like, I'm aligned, I've got this, it's all good, right? And so this is an important touch, but I think because like sometimes we forget that all of our like critical organs are like in this space that sometimes when we're very, very stressed out, this is the space that lacks the blood, right? So fight or flight response, just so that you remember, it redistributes your blood to your limbs. And if you're in a constant state of fight or flight, then that blood flow kind of gets neglected from the parts of your organs that actually need that blood flow to function, especially your stomach and your digestive system. For another touch that I will do cyclically throughout the day, a couple of times a day, is I will rub my stomach in clockwise motion and this touch brings blood flow. So remember, touch also brings blood flow to that part of your body. So I will take a few deep breaths and I will help my tummy, my digestive system sort of regain that blood flow by rubbing my stomach in a clockwise motion. And like, I don't 
know what your physiology is, what your biology is. Some of us are stomachs are on the opposite side. We have a mirror orientation. So if you have a mirror orientation, but all means go counterclockwise. But for me, it's just very important that throughout the day, I am cognizant that I need to bring myself down to earth. That if I am stressed for whatever reason, even if it's a small stressor, that it does trigger a fight or flight response. And I want to make sure that I bring myself back down to earth daily and cyclically throughout the day. And just a quick little, <laughs> Clockwise touch on the tummy is a great way of doing that. And again, this isn't about having pain or being uncomfortable. This is something that I do just because I think that it's important to incorporate touch and reassurance as part of the way that I stay connected and stay aligned to my delta. Touch is a very powerful way of doing that. But also remember your intention is super important too. So when you're touching your tummy, when you're touching all of these very important organs, like think happy, healthy, loving thoughts. Like when you are stressed and you're deciding to engage in touching your stomach, it's very important that you don't touch that stress into your being you're already experiencing that you want to regulate that stress out of your being so if i find that i'm like touching my stomach to recenter to recalibrate to ground myself it's always to say you know rochelle you've got this you're going to get through this or take a couple deep breaths and remind yourself that everything that's taking place there's always a reason for it you can get the clarity that you need but always focusing on calibrating on recentering and on finding balance not on breathing chaos into my being that's just very very important it allows allows us to be present, to be mindful, and to be intentional in the way that we orient ourselves in our next moves forward. And this also involves my lower belly. So for those of us who have the biology, who have the feminine biology where, you know, cyclically we experience a lot of like pain in our lower abdomen, then that for me also, because I don't like to medicate for anything like unnecessarily, and I don't like to numb my pain. I like to feel connected even in those periods where I'm in pain. I also recognize the power of my hands touching my stomach in those periods to kind of quell and calm or even just support myself during those painful cramps, right? So I think that it's just so important, like we can get tools, we can get like little cushions and different things to help soothe us, but there needs to be a moment where it's just our hands, or just our hands and our abdomen, speaking healing, speaking life, speaking comfort and support as you go through those painful moments. But again, touch shouldn't just be when we're responding to pain or discomfort, it should also be just ways that we check in and that we give ourselves reassurance and that we align with ourselves as well. The last important areas for me that are super, super important when it comes to touch, when it comes to self-soothing, when it comes to aligning, are our thighs. Our inner thighs are super important when it comes to recalibrating and aligning with ourselves. And again, always with healthy intention, with like mindful words, like speaking, healing, strength, confidence into ourselves. And then when you want to also <laughs> activate your parasympathetic nervous system, and this for me is when we're applying touch to our lower backs, right? And this is an important area that often gets triggered if we go into the fetal position on our backs, which few of us do, by the way, but I'm gonna do it here to kind of give you an example. If we allow ourselves to kind of lay on our backs and we go into the fetal position on our back and then we just rock back and forth, this can really ground us and bring us down to earth. And it's important that in any way where you're looking to just calm yourself, you're looking to soothe yourself, to give yourself comfort, and you're deciding to do the cosmic egg, which again, is just a way to show self-love in action, that you're breathing intentionally. And for me, a real breath, like a breath that really brings life and brings peace to your body is a breath where your tummy is expanding. So you're breathing into your diaphragm, you're expanding that tummy and you're 
letting all of that go. And this is how we recenter, we collect ourselves, we align ourselves. When the world outside feels just a little bit chaotic, so it's just important to come back home to ourselves. And the ways that we do that is with physical touch, right? And it's important that our bodies get the touch that they need. And oftentimes I find that when you're craving touch from others, craving your own touch more than you're craving the touch of other people. And for me, I don't ever really have moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel so devoid of touch because I am always constantly grounding myself, recentering myself with physical touch. Touch to my diaphragm, touch to my lower back, my thighs, all of this gives me a lot of comfort, a lot of peace. And again, it is not sexual. And it's important to talk about that because in North America, we sexualized touch quite a bit. And it's important that we recognize that we shouldn't only think about touch in sexual terms. Like touch is super powerful. It's healing, it's grounding, it's comforting. And when we get used to positive touch by the ways that we touch ourselves, we can become much more aware of the touches that we get from the world around us that our body just doesn't like. And it's important to pay attention to the ways your bodies respond to touch from the external. And a lot of us write it off or a lot of us are numb to it. We don't even get the signals anymore because we're so used to like ignoring the signals that our body gives us when it comes to touch or when it comes to people being in our personal space or being around us that we don't recognize the amount of information that our body is relaying to us about the people around us. And for me, because I'm so sensitive to touch, I'm also sensitive to people who are just close to me, right? I can feel their state. I can feel their energy. That's because I'm really tuned into it. And I think part of being tuned into it was growing up without having a lot of people <laughs> embarking in my personal space and developing a mindfulness about my own personal state and how other people's states interfere with my own if they're not like synergistic, right? And I think a lot of people don't even have a sense of what state we are in to know, well, how much is my interacting with this person creating some of the states that I'm experiencing? I think it's super, super important that we get that knowledge, that we get that insight, and we first learn that by understanding the power of our own touch and our physical bodies and how our hands and how our own sense of touch can really put us in a calming state, can help us self-regulate, can help us really ground ourselves and then we start to learn well what kinds of touch from other people put us out of balance or put us out of whack what does that mean by way of like those relationships and those connections and should I pursue connections that make me feel out of whack when I'm in their presence sort of deal and I think that this is important because sometimes you think that someone you know who likes yoga like oh yeah well you know she's a hippie of course she's gonna talk about touch this way but we talk about touch this way all the time like what 70% of communication is nonverbal it is our body language but it's also our touch the way that we interact with one another the way that we're touching each other, we're always pulling signals from this information. But yet when we talk about it in abstract cerebral terms, we try to write it off as something that's super hippie and a super new age. And I'm like, no, it's not new age. It's not hippie. It's just education that we're not getting in mainstream education. So we discount it. But I think anything about knowing more about yourself and having a deeper awareness of all of the ways that you communicate with yourself and all the way that your intuition tries to guide you. And again, intuition is not like a hippie dippy thing. Like all of us have experience that gut feeling that you know like there's something about the situation that's just awry but some of us write that off because we don't have the education around well what do we do with this information or we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to become comfortable to become aware to become educated with all of the different ways that our body communicates to us and all of the different ways that we can bring ourselves comfort that we can find ourselves back to alignment that we get a sense as to well what's pulling me out of whack this is going to be a long 
conversation because I really was trying to demarcate between just touch that is individual. So all of the ways that I can interact with myself, that I can show love to myself, that I can ground center myself, that I can encourage and, you know, really support myself just with personal touch. And my next one is really about how you take that information and use it to help you decode external touch. And so for me, touch again is very, I'm very sensitive to it. I can quickly get very stimulated and overstimulated by the information that I get when it comes to external touch, especially when I'm not within North America where it's the norm, where other people touching me is their norm, is their autopilot, but it's never been mine and I don't think it ever will be mine. But because of that, I pull so much information by just the ways that other people are interacting around me and are or are not touching. Again, not in a sexual way. It's important that I clarify that because I think sometimes in North America we talk about touch and we immediately like giggle and we think about it like in sexual connotations and that's not what this is about. This is really about pulling information in the way that we navigate the world around us by recognizing the amount that gets communicated through through touch. And again, that's the amount that we can communicate to ourselves when we learn to touch and to be mindful of centering ourselves with our own personal touch, but that also is the ways that we can pull and draw information when people feel inclined to touch us. So that is gonna be part two. And I know that I'm HSV, I'm a highly sensitive person. So I pull a lot of information that I think most people don't think that they're relaying when they're touching me, right? I can get a sense of intention, of motivation, of state of being. And I think that that's just because I'm just much more attuned to it. It's just a lot more visceral for me of an experience and for most people but I do think that if you tune in you can pull all that same information and of course manage your energy accordingly and I think that that will do great great benefit to your mental health because a lot of the times we psych ourselves out or we we discount some of the thoughts that we have about the people around us because we don't have physical proof yet we do have physical proof we just don't know how to decode it and a lot of it is in our physical bodies and the way that we orient in the world around us right because the physical mental emotional, spiritual, it all interacts all at the same time. But we need to learn to put equal value to all of the ways that those aspects of self interact and also interact and provide information as we navigate in the world around us. So I thought that that was an important conversation to have. It's just really scratching the surface and it's like a struggle actually to articulate it because these are a lot of things that I know, that I sense, but I've never really had conversations about it. But I, I was thinking about mental health and the conversation about mental health that I wanted to have this week. And I'm like, I think it's really important to talk about touch because a lot of people think that if you don't have external touch, then you're deprived of touch and you can spiral into, you know, very sad states if you feel deprived of touch. But recognize that you're never deprived of touch if you have the ability to hold yourself, to ground yourself, and if you learn to value your touch over and above everyone else. And if you learn to value your touch, if you can be intentional in the way that you hold yourself and you hold yourself together, if you recognize just the power that your hands have to regulate, to comfort, to, to heal, then you will be much more careful and much more mindful about the other kinds of interactions, physical interactions in the world around you that you let into your personal space. Space. So that is the conversation for today, but definitely not all. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to workshops and webinars, largely focused on self-mastery over and above those 
live events. So hopefully there's something there for you. We would love to have you participate and join our Game Changer community and be part of the change that you want to see, allowing us the opportunity to play a small role in your journey. So thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.